Hello and welcome to Euphoria, a podcast where we look back on the great, glam and garish of Eurovision past. My name's Isabel Chilman and I'm joined as ever by a man whose weekly video chats make me feel as if there is no degree of separation between us <laughs> during this time. It's Roland Bodnam. Hey, 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 hey. How, how, hi, how's everyone doing? Hi, how are you doing, Isabel? Everyone, me. How am I doing? All, I'm doing all, all right, thanks. Yeah. Do you like my little, that was my little throwback to Italy 2016. Good. Wow. Yeah, I like how now we're having to sort of reference what we're referencing <laughs> because we're getting into obscure territory here. Um, that was a good Eurovision reference. That's one of my favourite, um, that's one of my favourite songs of recent years. Oh, that's another wow. one of those ones that if I hear it in the wrong mood, I cry. Oh, mate. Well, wrong or right Lovely. mood. Sometimes, sometimes you know, it's, it's nice to have a little cry. Mm. Uh, hi, everyone. Happy Easter Sunday, if that's what you celebrate. And happy uh, just Easter or no, happy Sunday if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> happy, yeah, happy Easter or happy Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel Except like this that... is probably going to come out on a Thursday. So Absolutely. Happy Thursday. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Happy next Sunday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm coming into this one with a lot of energy. <laughs> mm, um, it's coming in hot. Ooh, coming in hot. Uh, yeah, you been up to much, Isabel? No. Uh, it's bank holiday. It's bank holiday Easter weekend here in the UK. So I had Friday off work. I have tomorrow mm. off work. I also booked Thursday off work because I should have been in the south of France right now. But obviously I'm not. I should have been in California right now. Mm, we, we all should have been somewhere. Should have been all somewhere else. Should have been right somewhere now. else. <laughs> instead, um, but instead, actually, the weather's been really lovely in London. So I've spent every day sat on my stoop, sunbathing and knitting. You and you've been you've managed to sort of separate the uh, working from home with the extended just sort of time at home. Okay, then. Yeah, I work my working hours and knitting my knitting hours. <laughs> Wow, you really you've been really committing to this knitting. Oh my god, yeah, look, I've got another another booty. <gasps> oh, that's a good another old booty. Another been made. That's a child-sized booty. Yeah, I was going to say it's... I'm trying to make some smaller booties. Oh. So I've asked um our well my lovely colleague and your lovely ex-colleague Abby um if I could knit some booties for her little lads. And she said yes. And I said, are they all right? Do you think they'll be all right with pink booties? Because that's the only colour I've got. And she was like, yeah, as long as they've both got a pair, it'll all be fine. <laughs> so I'm making some little kid-sized booties at the moment. Very happy I with like, that. I like that you asked permission to make someone booties. I mean, I'm sure you can <laughs> make them anyway and then just fill them off. Well, yeah, I just didn't want it. I don't know. You don't want to go, like go into waste. felt like consent was needed for the booty sure, making. Sure, absolutely, yeah. I didn't want to make child-sized booties and then have no child to give Not them have to. a child to give, yeah, that would be tragic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> are you having any uh, beverage this evening? I am indeed. It might look like water on the screen ah. to you, Roland, because I've run out vodka? of ice. <laughs> and I've run out of <laughs> Oh my god. It's been it's been a week. It could well be. Um no, I've run out of ice and I have run out of lemons and limes. Oh, it's a pandemic, guys. It's real difficult oh, right now. Geez, yeah. But that is a gin and tonic. Good good for you. I am um I'm off the gin and tonic this uh this week and I am back to the finished it all. Because no, 
I've still got some Already left. Drank still, all yeah, no, seriously. I had about four bottles. Uh, no, I'm Caroline's back. fed up with this sobbing every Sunday after you get off. <laughs> too much, too much gin. <laughs> too much again. Uh, no, I'm back on the good old classic red wine. I'm on mm. the um, strangely named Carnivore uh, from Carnivore. California. Carnivore. It says. Meat was made for carnivore on the back. <laughs> oh, God. That sounds like a straight man wrote it. Yes. It, yes it's like a slightly uh, fragile, masculine um, mm. man had to make mm. himself feel more masculine by writing carnivore on a bottle of wine. Uh, but it's not bad tasting. Here you go. I'll pop the cork. It's already half drunk. Oh, um, That was a good one. Yeah, it was a nice deep one. And then here we go. Mm. I'm jealous now. Oh, cheers, mate. Cheers. <laughs> mm. So, Isabel, do we have any Eurovision news? So I was a bit late coming do, in there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wondered where you'd gone. Uh, do we have any? Probably not, because news nothing. is no, no Eurovision still not happening. No, yes, we will update you if it does, because that would be dramatic turn of events. But um, no, it's not happening, and uh, not much news about what what the replacement will be. But um, you know, we talked about that. Uh, I, there is no news, Isabel, but I do have some insider information, Uh-oh. which is coming in the form of some any other business. Um, which we have some some listener emails, uh, which let's just jump straight in. Um, our first listener email, and this is not the insider information. Uh, I'm doing this in a weird order. But our first email has the subject line, and you'll like this one. I will claim some booties. Oh, uh, it's, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. It says, hi, Isabel and Roland. I am so happy that the podcast has been back and have been listening to it every week. Like everyone else, it helps with the isolation. As the title says, I will be happy to have some booties knitted for me if you are really bored. I've been passing the time with yoga and baking. Speaking of baking, I would usually do some Eurovision baking in May, but since it's been cancelled, I'm not sure if I will still do it. I will get stressed and it takes a lot of preparation and time, but in the end, I'm always happy about what I've achieved. So I guess what I Eurovision, could... What What's Eurovision what's baking? What's Eurovision baking? I don't know. Uh, oh, you could do cupcakes with the flags. I've seen people do that. Yeah, um, maybe that. Maybe that, or maybe it's more interpretive. We just don't know. Uh, mm. So uh, it says, but in the end, I'm always happy with what I've achieved. So I guess I could still do it, but don't really have anyone to share it with bar my partner and cat. What are your thoughts? I think you should do it. Uh, have a great Easter weekend. Love from Reggie. Reg, oh, I'm so glad. The, oh, <laughs> the good doctor from Down the Under. Booties. Slash doctor from uh, Down Under. Denmark. No, but in, no, she's not. Yeah, yeah. Reg isn't Denmark. in down, down Under anymore. No, I know. Yeah, in Denmark. Uh, Reggie, lovely, lovely email from 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 Reggie there, and she's going to claim some booties. Reg. 
Nailed it, mate. All right, I'm gonna give you. I'll email you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll get your address. And yeah. those booties are coming to Copenhagen, baby. Yeah. You can have, well, I say that not yet because they've not been knitted yet. So, <laughs> right now I'm on the child size one, okay. but they are <laughs> very quick and easy. So I will complete them immediately, and then I will move on to your booties. You get no chuller of chuller. That's not a word. That's not a word. You get no choice of color is what I'm trying to say. So the way that this, the booty making is a very um, spiritual experience. The booties kind of make (laughs) themselves through you. So I use the same premise as um, our good friend Benji's Auntie Margaret, who originally made the booties, um, which is that you don't get to choose what they look like. You just get given what you're given and you're happy with it. So Reg... They'll most likely be pink because I have loads of pink wool, but who knows what the pom-pom color is going to be. Ooh, that's exciting. I was going to say, how do you, like, are you at risk of running out of wool anytime soon? Have we got a shortage uh, going on? I've got, I've got about eight of these balls. Okay. Okay. And that's enough for I bought some on eBay. Oh, good job. Good job. Good job. You can get, yeah, each, each one of these, right, you can probably get four booties out of. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you, you Two we're pairs. good. We, if is it just is that it now? If anyone else emails asking for booties, I guess they'll be put in a queue, will they? Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. on. I think I've got another <laughs> set in me. All right. Okay. Reggie's got the first. I'm very happy yeah. that Reggie's got the first yeah. set. L- yeah. Love, love, love our doctor from down under. Um. But yeah, go on. Go on. I'll push <laughs> myself. I can do another set of booties. But you have to let me know if you've got overly large feet because yes. I do have to extend the, the the pattern by an extra inch for a large-footed human. Or like extra toes or any sort of strange shape that should be taken Ooh. into account. I can't deal with strange <laughs> shapes. I can just okay. add an inch or take off an inch if it's just, a child or a giant. <laughs> just your normal feet, please. Uh, okay. Feet, yeah. D- don't start sending us pictures of your feet either. Oh, no. Well, I was going to say, can Reggie send pictures of her feet with the booties on them oh, or yeah. are we not well, yeah okay good well, yeah yeah once she's got the booties <laughs> yeah okay good 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 <laughs> i just don't want us to start getting into some weird like foot podcast yeah no that yeah we're not we're not that we're not doing that we're not uh that, we're congratulations not. reggie on uh your the first official euphoria piece of uh merchandise <laughs> might be worth millions one day it might be worth nothing at all we just don't know uh, mm. <laughs> it'll be priceless either way Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> valueless or priceless. <laughs> it will absolutely have 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 no price attached to it. Possible, possibly attached. Possibly, to it. yeah, absolutely. All right, our second email of the day. Uh, the subject line is Eurovision movie picks. Hello, my darlings. I am so glad you're back. I listened to you guys for a year, but listened to the entire back catalogue whilst exploring Krakow on holiday. So now whenever I think of Poland, your lovely voices come to mind. Great. Uh, Given the dearth of news about the Eurovision movie, I thought I'd share these with you. I live in Edinburgh, and one day I saw all of the Eurovision banners around. Mm. I was so excited thinking Eurovision was doing something in my town, so I was actually a wee bit disappointed when I heard it was for a movie and that my chance to see Eurovision magic would not happen. But I saw some movie magic 
And given the stunt cars and fire engines I saw, this film will be a bit mad. I've attached pics I took of the filming and hope it gives you some juicy thought to keep us going until normality returns. Oh, Love so to you both good. and hope you and your loved ones are safe, Jen. So oh, obviously, Jen. listen, I'll, I can show you these as well, but obviously listeners can't I'm looking, see. I'm looking. Oh, you got the email up? Yeah, I've got the email up. What's the, what's the contraption on top of the green mini? So that there is a stunt car. Now, this is from my extensive knowledge of um, uh, <laughs> cinematography. <laughs> uh, that there is a stunt car. So what they will do is have the stunt driver drive the car from a small pod that sits atop a normal-looking car. And then all of the angles they will do, they'll either shoot the drivers, the actors, so probably in this case Will Ferrell, uh, will be sat in the normal seat and then they'll either CGI or just like frame out of shot the stunt driver on top who's actually controlling the car. What? So, yeah, that's amazing. So there's, um, yeah, so it's Edinburgh, shots of Edinburgh. Uh, there's a green mini, as we were talking about, with a stunt pod on top of it. And then there's banners saying Eurovision. Actually, there's a, a tagline here that we've got. It says Eurovision Perfect Harmony. Uh, as the tagline oh, that's, on the that, I mean, that's wet enough to be a real one. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> oh, it's very exciting. exciting. Look at that. Insider knowledge. We've got, we've got, you know, feet on the ground getting information for us right here, right there. Yeah, great. Any other snoops <laughs> out there? Come on, <laughs> drop us a line. It could yeah, be anonymous. You know, Any Hollywood insiders? Uh, so that was from Jen. So thank you so much. That is amazing. We have... People everywhere. We've got ears everywhere. We've got eyes everywhere. Um, very nice to know some inside great information. Intel. Yeah, great Love intel. It. Great intel. So, Isabel, that's it. It's um, it's my week for a story this week, isn't it? It is indeed, after my fantastic Ooh, tale yes. last week. <laughs> so, uh, Isabel, I've decided to do things a little differently this week mm. instead of bringing you just one story i am bringing you an anthology of three stories this week these <laughs> these are don't worry this won't be a, a three hour long episode these <laughs> are stories that i have seen along the way of doing research and um, thought, oh, that would be really great, but it's 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 just not long enough. So what I've decided to do is to stick them all together in one episode, and we can go through them one by one, and I can tell you the story, and um, hopefully it will, you know, come together as a nice little trilogy okay. for us all here. All right. Well, you're, you're using up future stories, though, mate. Nah, no. Nah, some honestly, some of them are, are, are twenty seconds done. Yeah, some of them are short. <laughs> some of them are short. One, one maybe could have been extended out to one, but I thought the other two were short enough that I could just tag them onto the back not saying that they're they're any worse or better but um yeah they're just not long enough I want to talk about them but you know eh, they're not okay. long enough to talk I mean, about I'm sold sorry so Isabel let's begin with story one titled yesterday so we all know the song Yesterday, right? One of the Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah, one of the Beatles' biggest songs, considered by many to be one of the best written pop songs of all time. 
and uh, in fact was was also the subject of a movie uh, recently which posed the question you know what if someone got a hold of the song and without anyone really knowing the original Beatles version released it themselves funny concept for a movie right sure well (laughs) well known as the man with the golden voice Matt Monroe filled cabarets, nightclubs, music halls and stadiums across the world in his 30-year music career. Allmusic.com described Monroe as one of the most underrated pop vocalists of the 60s. He was born in Shoreditch, London on the 1st of December 1930. Hey, yeah. I know, near That's you. near I, me, that. Just down the road. I didn't get the, the, the address, but uh, it's you know, not far from you. Um, And he was first noticed as a performer while serving in the British Armed Forces in Hong Kong, where he made regular appearances on a local British Forces radio station's Talent Time show. And actually, he was so successful on this show that the host ended up inviting him to have his own one-off show only on the condition that he never perform on Talent Time again in order to make room for other apparently less talented people. Eh? How does that all make sense? Well, because he kept appearing on Talent Time oh. and kept doing really well. And they were like, okay. you got to... Hog in the limelight. Yeah, you got to give room to other people. So they said, look, we'll but give that's you... Like, that's like saying to Beyonce, hey, Stop. do you mind? Just, you know, you've got to let Michelle... <laughs> I know, <laughs> yeah. the limelight occasionally. Come on, you know, you shared it all right with Kelly, but Stop Michelle, being good. Stop being so good and let the other ones put something... <laughs> A bit worse out there. That's not fair for no, a, no. For, if he's, for an achiever. And if everyone likes him and everyone wants to hear him, then give the people what they want. I guess they gave him the hour-long show, one-off show, but couldn't couldn't uh, go on talent time ever again. In <laughs> in nineteen sixty, Peter Sellers was producing the album "Songs for Swinging Sellers." And Matt Monroe was reached out to by none other than legendary music producer and uh, man who had the nickname The Fifth Beatle, George Martin. Mm. Uh, So he was reached out to by George Martin to record You Keep Me Swinging as a demo tape to help sellers re-record it in a mock Frank Sinatra style. However... Upon hearing it, Sellers decided to use the demo recording to open the whole album rather than he re-record it himself. Despite Sellers billing Monroe as a man called Fred Flange on the album notes... (laughs) That's a great comedy name. That is a a classic (laughs) comedy name. Well done, Sellers. Uh, Yeah, despite him being sort of miscredited, the incident did uh, develop into a lifelong friendship with George Martin. A friendship which apparently would be key to events further down the road. Matt got a new recording contract with EMI's Parlophone record label. His second single with the label was Monroe's most successful song in the UK charts, with the song Portrait of My Love, which reached number three in the charts in the UK. Wowie. Yeah. Over the next few years, Matt's rising star took off, being named Top International Act by Billboard in 1961 and having top 40 hits stateside with the songs My Kind of Girl and Walk Away. In 1964... 
Matt was selected to represent the UK at the Eurovision Song Contest with the song I Love the Little Things. Now, sadly, no video footage exists of the 1964 Song Contest as it's thought that the recording was lost in a fire at the studios of the Danish broadcaster. But a copy of the contest is rumoured to have been discovered at the French television archives, although it hasn't been made available for public viewing. And a tape canister was discovered in the BBC archives with Eurovision 1964 scrawled on the side. However, on opening, there was no film inside, presumably due to the BBC's practice of wiping old footage to reuse it. Oh. Yeah, they did that. They almost. Nice and sustainable, but seriously, come on. They almost did that with all of the old uh, Monty Python stuff, and then George Harrison uh, bought it and saved it all. But um, I did not know that. I knew that George Harrison had bought it because he helped fund um, Life of Brian. Like he's he's in Life of Brian because he helped fund it. But I didn't know he saved it all from Mm. being wiped. That's bonkers. Oh, I was watching um, uh, a kind of sub to python um part python i was watching um a really old version of the four yorkshiremen sketch today oh yeah tim brooke taylor died i know if you don't know. know who tim brooke taylor was he was a brilliant comedian part of the goodies part of um uh sorry i haven't a clue and he alongside two other late great um incredible comedians graham chapman from the pythons yeah. uh, with john cleese who's obviously still alive and um marty feldman who was in young frankenstein young frankenstein the mel brooks film go- like big googly eyes the four of them in one of the really early versions of the four yorkshiremen sketch which is one of the greatest sketches ever mm. written absolutely genius i was watching that today with absolute glee but very sad that he's passed away yeah sorry back back to the story so isabel we do despite there being no footage we do however have audio which for a podcast works out pretty nicely so shall we have a listen to matt monroe's uh entry uh i love the little things i know i'm so lucky that i came along for you I love the little things you say And I love the little things you do Let's stay forever together this way My love, I'm so in love with you Very sweet there. That's charming, isn't it? Oh, it is charming. Those old, you know, listening, we've had quite a few of those old ones. They're all very nice, aren't they? They're all, you could use them in lovely, warm soundtracks to old black and white movies. All very nice. Very wholesome. Oh, very wholesome, yeah. So, on the night itself, Matt Monroe finished in second place behind the Italian entry Non Holetta. Uh, it was not, however, a close second, as the singer Giliola Cinquetti achieved a feat unlikely to ever be replicated by scoring almost three times more than that of her nearest rival, wow. reaching a total points tally of 49 compared to Matt's 17. Jesus. 
I know that's uh, quite a uh, quite a gap there, quite a lead. It would I have don't been no no letter. I'll have to have a listen to it. Uh, yeah, that would have been one of those scoring or scoring rounds where it's very obvious from the start, and you just end up drinking because there's no real tension between <laughs> anyone there. You don't have those these days. Not like now on the edge Not of your like seat now. every time. Although I was really I was I didn't like it last year when they changed it again, and they that meant that that poor lovely Swedish man John thought that he could potentially win and he definitely and wasn't nothing. he was nowhere near yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, his yeah, poor absolutely. face his poor face <laughs> that's, that's gonna haunt me forever <laughs> no, Honestly, i'm gonna have night terrors about his face on camera when they were at his final score just just heartbroken right there you could see the poor moment bloke. <laughs> so during this time the band known as the beatles were flying high, touring Europe and putting out album after album during the peak of Beatlemania. However, one song was giving the group and producer George Martin trouble. Paul McCartney's song Yesterday was the cause of much debate within the group. Originally written in 1964, the Beatles released two albums after the song's conception but didn't include Yesterday on either. The trouble was that Yesterday was such a solo effort from McCartney that the band and their producer didn't want to publish it as a Beatles record, but releasing a solo song would effectively be breaking up the Beatles at their peak. Mm. And so it just sat there. The Beatles refused uh, to allow their record label to release Yesterday as a single. In the US, however, their control over the label was weaker. And so Yesterday was released stateside in September 1965. However, in the UK, Matt Monroe got his hands on a copy of the song and recorded his own cover, perhaps, and this is just me speculating, through his connections with George Martin. Matt was able to release his version of Yesterday in November of 1965, reaching number eight in the UK charts, becoming the first person to release Yesterday as a single ahead of even the Beatles because they wouldn't even release uh, Yesterday as a single until all the way in 1976. What? In I didn't know that. <laughs> in January 1986... The Guinness Book of Records stated that Yesterday was the most recorded song in the history of popular music, with over 1,600 cover versions having been recorded by that point. However, (laughs) we know that the first of these, ahead of even the Beatles' single, was one Matt Monroe, the man with the golden voice. Imagine having... (laughs) No, Yesterday. Imagine being so talented as both a singer-songwriter and a group of um, singer-songwriters and performers that you can write a song like Yesterday, which is, as you just said, one of you know one of the most covered songs of all time, one of the most famous Beatles songs, one of the most famous songs in the world of all time. And yet you just sit on it for 12 years. Yeah. So... Uh, well, 12 years. I will come clean. I will come clean. They, it was part of an album. 
so it what it wasn't and this might just destroy the whole story but they did release it as part of an album uh but they didn't release it as a single matt monroe was yeah the first person to release it as a single even so like you just go just keep it yeah it might might be an all right b-side now we'll just leave it be Mm, for mm. 12 years before we actually make a big fucking thing out of it i know and now it's like one of the most yeah like you say one of the most well-known songs in the world first released as a single by matt monroe oh well done matt it's a good bit of pub, uh, pub trivia for you there yeah all right let's move on to story two Oh, there we go. Story one done. Story, yeah, story. I, I kind of like that. I don't have to go all the way to when he died with this format. No. I can just be like, yeah, story one done. Very interesting. This is a short one. <laughs> story two. This is called Lars Berghagen's World Record. Lars Berghagen was born in 1945 and released his first record in 1965, aged 19. In 1974, we're jumping through the years here, he participated in Melody Festivalen with the song My Love Song For You. However, he was just beaten out from winning by a little-known band named ABBA. Mm. Hard to beat. He returned the following year with the song Jenny Jenny and won, earning his ticket to Eurovision 1975, where he eventually came in eighth position out of 19 entries however this isn't Lars Berghagen's only claim to fame as according to his Wikipedia page Lars holds the world record for hitting a golf ball the furthest distance hitting the ball (laughs) hitting the ball and now this is on his Wikipedia page hitting the ball from Norway through Sweden and into Finland into no, Finland. no, no. Now it does say on his Wikipedia page that citation is needed. Right, we've re- we've learned from this before, haven't we? When citations are needed, that pretty much you can write what you want on a on a Wikipedia page hey, as long as you put that. We don't know. There is very scant details here. Is there like is there a part of the three countries that's you know that's only yes. maybe meters apart? There is similarly to. My last story, there is a caveat here, which, right, which is right. that there is a place called Trieksroset, or the Three Country Cairn, which is the point at which all three borders meet. So he could have probably hit it like six feet and got it into the three <laughs> countries. Um, which So I don't know whether the world record is... No, but is. it still said that it, he'd hit it the first. Well, yeah, but the citation is needed, right? Not the right? most countries. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm believing it. I'm impressed. Even I'm so, right? I think that's clever that you hit a golf ball between three countries. Genius. But that might be the record. <laughs> I'm giving him credit for just coming up with a new record, you know? Those people who are like, yeah, I'm going to do a new one. And then Guinness are like, yeah, all right, I suppose we'll have to. <laughs> yeah not one of them normal boring ones like that no. creepy person that has the two long nails mm-hmm. i never liked that one my brother used to get the guinness oh. book of records every year and it <laughs> was too. always a person with the creepy long nails mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh yeah so that's that that second story you see why that one couldn't have been in a full episode Love it. Into it. <laughs> Number three. Let's go. Story three. This one is titled Rare Old Heads. (laughs) 
Dickie Rock is an Irish singer who experienced much success on the Irish charts in the 1960s. In 1966, he sang for Ireland in the Eurovision Song Contest with the song Come Back to Stay. He eventually finished fourth in the contest and the song became a number one hit in his home country. However, I am more concerned with a Wikipedia controversy that occurred in 2008. And for this story... I am just going to recite to you a news report from the Sunday Tribune written by journalist Ken Sweeney. Now, just for context, remember this is happening in 2008, just days after the bailout of the banks across the globe, costing governments billions. Okay. The headline reads, Lewd edits to Dickie Rock Wikipedia page made at Anglo days after guarantee launch. Anglo-Irish Bank has begun an investigation after lewd additions made to the Wikipedia page of cabaret singer Dickie Rock were found to have originated from one of its computers. The Sunday Tribune has learned that last October, just days after the government introduced the bank guarantee scheme, which safeguarded all deposits with the country's financial institutions, staff members at the bank added two humorous references to Rock's entry on the Internet Encyclopedia. This is, that's a very two, 2008 line there. The Internet mm. Encyclopedia. The Wikipedia entry, entry is generally accurate, detailing the Irish singer's 45-year career. However... In an addition to Rock's page, made at 12.58pm on the 3rd of October 2008 from IP address 62254.16177, it was falsely claimed that Dickie is known for being particularly well hung, as are his three sons, who have rare old heads on them and can be seen wandering around Donnybrook Fair. Wow. Wow. Okay. On the 10th... Okay. This is some great journalism, investigative journalism here. Among those unimpressed was Dickie Rock, who told the Sunday Tribune, had these people got nothing better to do, I would have thought with all the trouble going on in the banks, if this was someone in the Anglo-Irish bank, they should have been trying to sort that out rather than spending their time making silly additions to my life story. <laughs> Apart from that, what was written doesn't bother me in the slightest as it's rubbish. Some fairly <laughs> candid uh, contribution there from Dickie Rock. <laughs> Approached for comment by the Sunday Tribune this weekend, a spokesperson for Anglo-Irish Bank said, We can't comment on the specifics of this case, except to say that the bank has a policy that regulates the use of internet by employees or contractors working on behalf of the bank. All staff are obliged to familiarise themselves with this policy and abide by its terms. Abuse of internet access may lead to discipline, up to and including termination of employment. The comments were later deleted from Rock's Wikipedia entry, but their content and the IP address from which they were posted remain on Wikipedia's online records. So was it a disgruntled banker on the last day of his job at the company? Did someone hack into their system to leave the cryptic message? Or could it have even been an inside job written by Dickie himself? It's almost certainly not the last of those things, but the true origin of the libelous comments may never be known. That's my third story. <laughs> Wowie. It was like, do you remember when, I can't remember what the town was now, but do you remember there was a few years ago, 
someone had done something on <laughs> I don't know something had happened on Google anyway yeah. where when you searched for a, there was a town in the UK that when you searched for the name of it you know when it comes up on the right hand side with a box that shows like the a details. photo of the town and then the map bit next to you and then like the Wikipedia stuff underneath in the box so it did that but instead of showing a picture of the town it showed a um, very crude photo of a man <laughs> uh, that should not be seen by many people if anyone yeah. um, and somehow I don't know somehow that was like the go-to image that Google would oh, bring geez. up oh if you God. search for this place but I can't remember what the town was so you can't all Google it no and that was back in the day when you can manipulate those things back in the early that was only a couple of years ago oh yeah, that oh, was only well, a few then. years ago. That wasn't that long ago. I don't know. That story to me is pretty much a non-story, except for the fact that um, Ken Sweeney wrote this whole investigative piece about it. <laughs> yeah, you'd think that with an economic crash going on, there'd be bigger things to write about. Right, yeah, write about, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but there wasn't. But no. No. No, fair enough. Fair enough. enough. Good That's for... news to some people, isn't he it? Got, he got quotes from the Anglo-Irish Bank. He got quotes from Dickie Rock. He really did, you know, he did his work <laughs> on that one. Yeah, and that couldn't have been a full episode either. It would have been, we would have no, been dragging it out. definitely couldn't have been, <laughs> no. Although you could have called up Ken oh, and he could have helped. Could have had a guest on. Still got to figure that one out. One day we'll have some a guest on. Some more investigative journalism there with him. <laughs> Lovely. What a trilogy. I know, it's an alright trilogy. Sort of big main one and then two like B movie follow ups. <laughs> <laughs> Very enjoyable, thanks. Very silly. Good, thanks. Yeah, I thought we needed a silly one. I've done quite a few serious ones recently, and so let's just, I uh, thought, well, let's have some fun on uh, Easter, Easter <laughs> Sunday. I do also have uh, one other thing, Isabel. I also okay. have uh, the small matter of my attempts at. Creating, uh, <laughs> writing, recording, and singing a Eurovision smash hit uh, to be judged by yourself. You're smashing them out at the moment, aren't you? Weekly. I've not got much else to do. I mean, you know, oh, I've got other things, you know. Is Caroline uh, sick of you? Uh, yeah, she is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, Isabel... Uh, this week, as I'm sure like lots of us are doing, um, you know, my mind's been turning to the thoughts of like the other side of what we're going through right now. Now, like, you know, it's very obvious it's not going to be a clear day where suddenly everything goes back to normal if it ever does go back to normal again. But I know that one thing we're all going to appreciate at the end of all this is socialising again. Going out with mm. friends, celebrating yeah. together, just giving each other a hug. And so... I've decided to create an anthem for the parties that are going to happen when we can all be together again. It needed to be big. It needed to be loud. It needed to be enthusiastic. And it needed to be relentless. Oh, God. <laughs> so, Isabel, I yeah. have written a song this week called Every Day is Party Day. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> as ready as I'll ever be. If you like to party, then I'm the man for you. 
I've partied in Antarctic and then in the Arctic too So come and join our party and we'll let you in our crew There's room for all the people and the people love you too Day is party day. Uh, oh. We, <laughs> I have determined as well that if I do ever have a uh, drag act, that it will be <laughs> that slightly insane Eastern European uh, character that seems to come out at the worst of times. Oh but, yeah, she appears. From she time to time, appears. She? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every she again. smokes thirty a day as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely, she does. Real gruff. She's a party, yeah, she is. Uh, so, that was a song called Every Day's Party Day, and it was one for, you know, for those hedonistic times uh, at the end of this uh, tunnel that we are in when everyone just wants to party. Uh, Isabel, <laughs> what, did, what did you think of it? Wow. That was like... Um... It was definitely the same performer as Festival Fun Fun. Yes, yeah, she came out. Definitely. Um, But I feel like her vibe has developed 
So although still slightly terrifying, not as horrifying. No. Um, anywhere near as much as Festival Fun Fun was. <laughs> you know, she's she understands that to add like a commercial element to her yes, music. Yes, I was going to say you know? she got like a a like personal assistant, a PR agent, mm, maybe a new producer mm. on board who could yeah. shape her into something that is consumable. But um, without changing who she is as a performer, you know, she's still her. Yeah, she's still yeah. her for sure. Uh, that's that's like the that's the I think that's the the least like you a song has ever sounded. <laughs> like if someone played me that as a song and I didn't know that that was one of yours, apart from the fact that I, it does sound a bit festival fun funnish. Um, that doesn't sound like you. All the background singing. Who was that? What was that? See, I know you said before the song, and I didn't want to reveal it, that um, has Caroline uh, oh lost God, her patience Oh my God, shut up. That is the first time, and probably the only time, that I have ever managed to get Caroline involved in the song. This morning, we did shouting of the days of the week, and then upstairs, downstairs, fresh air, <laughs> all of those things uh, in, our, in our living room. Bless her. That was a little bonding exercise. Oh my God. That's your first ever um, duet star star <laughs> performance supporting supporting acting. Yeah, absolutely. Songs. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. So incredible. we layered that up so it sounded like a big crowd of people because obviously we can't get a big crowd of people. So it's just the two of us. And uh, yeah, so she thank you to Caroline for her support on that. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I think I think that there's opportunity here. I think that this is something that um, similarly as we've seen. With uh, with maybe Daddy Freer this year and with Hatari last year has the opportunity to go viral even before the song con- contest has even happened. I think doing your own PR for the song. Oh, already. I'm just saying. I'm yeah. saying like the yeah, kids, yeah. the kids on TikTok might want to use it to uh, you know do little. Uh, what do they do? TikTok skits. Do their TikToks. Yeah, do their they, TikToks they do the with TikToks, if they yeah. want a party. You know, a fun party skit. I'm. I think there's opportunity here. Uh, that's all I'm saying. You know what? I'm not going to disagree with you. I I was preparing myself physically at the beginning of the song for it being an absolute horror show. Really got into it though. I did really get into it. It's a bit of it's a bit of a nightmare, but not yeah. like a full nightmare. Well, I wanted it to feel like you were at a techno rave, and sometimes those can be a bit scary. What's that like the like really exclusive <laughs> club in Germany called Ber- Berghain? Berghain, right? A little bit scary. Yeah. You don't want to go into some of the rooms. Yeah. You don't know what's going Quite on. You scary. might sit on something. Uh, so I wanted it to feel like that, but like sanitized for Eurovision. It's a three-minute song. It's over in that amount of time, and you know you move I, on. I, di- I didn't. I wasn't sold on the slower bit. The bridge. Yeah. Bridge. It wasn't you know, sold on the bridge. It could do with work, but... Yeah, that could know. do with a little bit of work. But the, for the rest of it, actually, mm. mad, yes. <laughs> Would my um, Eurovision-loving father like it? No. no. No, It's not for him, though. It's for the TikTok kids. Exactly. It's for the, it's for the TikTok kids. It's for them TikTok kids. Yeah, the TikTok T- TikTok kids. Tigs. TikTok it's for tigs. the TikTok kids, Dad. Um... I feel like the older Eurovision f- fan base, maybe, or, or maybe not fan base is the right word, but um, watchers, watchers yeah. would maybe not be so interested in it. They'd see it as one of those silly songs that's got through. How another one of these silly songs oh, that's got no, that. oh, yeah, well, I'm not impressed by it. 
However, okay, at a Eurovision party, mm. I'm hosting one of my Eurovision do's. Oh yeah, that song comes on. Ooh, the crap. The group are gonna go wild. Oh, the crowd is oh. gonna go wild. Oh us. yeah, they yeah. are. They just I, are. You know, and obviously, you know, clearly there's some inspiration here. We're talking Verka Sadujka oh, as yeah. just, yeah. you know, general inspiration for life. But, you know, if it is a similar ilk to that, I think it could be legendary. It could be on the way <laughs> to, I'm not ever claiming that I will be on the level of Verka, but at least, you know, in three years time, four years time, you're going to remember every, every day is party day. You will, all, yeah, you'll always remember every day is party day, <laughs> so, definitely. So, Isabel, I think I, I've, I've pushed this enough in terms of me trying to... <laughs> but we did say last week, I've got I to gotta go move out of my comfort zone, and I feel like that I've got that going for me at least. So, Isabel, what score would you give every day is party day? Set. Seven. Seven. I'm going to give wow. it a seven. Wow. Okay. Were you expecting a lot higher? Yeah, of course I was. <laughs> you know what? I was on the cusp of saying eight. I was on the oh. cusp of saying eight. And seeing your little sad face then, you look very <laughs> defeated, very deflated. I was very much, I feel like, you know what? I'm going to change it. I'm no. going go to go for week. No, <laughs> I was on the cusp me. of saying don't it. pity me. It, uh. it, I'm just getting flashbacks to Festival Fun Fun, which is drawing the score down. But actually, that was a lot of fun to dance to. I would be in stitches if that got through the semis into the finals. And I would be backing it at the finals. Regardless of who the performer, which country it was, a song like that gets through to the Eurovision finals. I'd be like, "Yep, yeah, great, get it, yeah. get it in the top five. Come yeah, on, top guys, five. Fun. support yeah, yeah. this." Well, I, there we go. No, I'm happy with that. I, I'm fine with that. You're not. He's absolutely not, guys. I can see his face on the video, and he's livid. He's very disappointed. <laughs> I was hoping for more. Uh, okay, so if you disagree with Isabel. Hopefully, some of you disagree with this as well. Let us know. You can reach out to us on the email address, EuphoriaPodcast at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us at EuphoriaCast. Mm. And I hope you're all keeping safe. You know, we're what? In the, well, in the UK, we're now a month into lockdown, as many other places around the world are. Some are further ahead, some are further behind in terms of how long we've been. Um, in isolation for but stay safe stay sane and just look after yourselves and those around you all right absolutely please do and we will be back with an episode next week so we thank will. you all so much for listening and we will see you then goodbye Bye. <laughs>